All right, test, 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 test. One, two, three. Let's hear the waves, 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 waves. One, two, three. Check, 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 check it out. We gonna check, check, check it out. We gonna check with cats. We gonna black to black. Welcome to the chat with cats, where anything and everything goes, and your heart just always knows. All right, everybody, I keep saying it every time, but welcome back to the chat with Cass. Deeply, deeply, deeply honored to share space with you and drop into conversation. One of the things that has come through for me today is, is this image of the entire world sitting at one huge table together. And some people are viscerally at the table, speaking their voice, opening. Some people are just starting to recognize they have a chair. Some people don't know what to say. Some people are very activated and open in their voices and their gifts and what they're putting out into this world. But the beauty is there is a table in front of us and we're all in commune um, around this conversation of the coronavirus and the coronavirus almost being the content and being the connector. And so it's almost as if we're, we're letting go of the word coronavirus and recognizing this as a moment of magnetism to come together and conversate. So this is another conversation of the series I've been doing with those incredible souls around the world. And I am honored to have Miss Emily Hassett on the other line calling in from Australia. And Emily is just a total beacon of light and truth and joy and complete vulnerability and radical responsibility and authenticity for being you in this world and expressing yourself and your truth and your authenticity and sharing your flavor and sharing her flavor. And so I'm so excited to have you on, Emily. Thanks for being on the other side of this at the table yeah. with me. <laughs> that was so yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So here we are at the table. <sighs> I have an update on my last name too, by the way. There's oh my a, God. The new name just emerged. Yes. So this can be the first place that I speak it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've been asking for years because I'm not so attached to the last name yeah. that I was born with. And uh, throughout the last few days at an event I was at, wild synchronicities occurred where my name was literally spelled out by things and people speaking in linear, uh, in a linear way. So it's not much of a change, but it is a word that I feel deeply connected to ever since I was a child, which is Hazel. So my last name, I'm changing to Hazel. Amazing. 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 And H-A-Z-E-L? Yes. Amazing. Well, that's such a beautiful jumping off point because I, I believe that what is going on in this world right now is in a way we're, we're losing the identity that isn't resonant with us anymore. So yeah. say more about how this is actually expanding mm-hmm. you. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. the name is almost again, like the output, but there's so much deeper shiftings in the energetic field of you. So please share. Yeah. yeah it's almost like this moment of time now where there is no, room to fuck around yes (laughs) like we have to make a choice about who it is that we want to be and i see in some that this is a really easy process of surrender it's almost like 
I don't, for myself as well, I'm so much more of a whiny bitch when it comes to the small <laughs> stuff yes. rather than the big stuff. Like if something big happens, like a loss or a grief or a change in plans, I can surrender really easily and be like, okay, I trust in the process. Whereas it's those day-to-day things where I'm like, oh, that's annoying. And I kind of go down that ego trap. <laughs> yeah. For me, this whole thing, I was meant to move to Vancouver yesterday and instead I'm at my parents' house now, which was not the plan. <laughs> but there is such a relaxed nervous system that I'm walking around with right now because I am in surrender. Whereas I see with some others that this is a real time that that old identity is fighting to hold on. The fear is gripping them and it almost feels like I have an allergy to that now. I think as you know in this kind of space we become aware of the language used or the or the feelings like if you're if you resonate as someone that's empathetic you know you feel other people's feelings or um clear cognizant like you know what they're going through and it and it is kind of icky I feel really, really protective of myself in this moment, which I think is such a beautiful opportunity that we have to social distance and self-isolate for that transformation, I guess. There's a real alchemy at play with who we believe ourselves to be in this world because it is no longer functioning the way that it was functioning for our old selves. Yeah, wow. And I love the imagery and, and, and just the word you used around kind of fighting that old identity um, because I think there's almost an honoring of that. And I actually had the download to do like a collective cord cutting and an honoring and a grieving and a recognition of that old self and of that old way of being. Um, And, you know, so much gratitude for where she's gotten you and so much gratitude for where mine has gotten me and this permission slip to just look in the mirror and say that is no longer working and this is no longer what the world needs from me you know because this isn't actually fully resonant in my being and this is actually causing my nervous system to go into overdrive yeah yes exactly (laughs) it's not the external circumstance perhaps there is a little bit of picking up on the collective fear I've definitely had that experience but fully knowing that it's not mine or my responsibility to hold or carry but really taking ownership back of, of my state of being, my energy and being like, not mine, let it go. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You spoke to something really, really important there, which, um, what did I want to add to that? Oh, the fear in letting go of an old identity or why it fights so hard is the risk that we have to take of being willing to be wrong about everything. Mm. and that for me is is my pain point and I see that in others as well it's like yeah I have tried so hard done so many things done so much work to be who I am now so the ego is like was all that a waste of time was all that wrong you know to be willing to be wrong about everything in order to be a new up-leveled upgraded version of yourself is a mass is like a king hit to the ego, right? (laughs) It's like orderly. Have I been wrong this whole time walking around with my eyes half open? That is, that is a, that is a big mouthful to take if, if you're not trusting the process. So I, Mm. I see you, if you do feel like you're, you know, wrapping your hands and gripping around an old sense of self, because on the other side, you don't know what that's going to show up as yet. Be willing to be willing to have it all wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's interesting the usage usage of the word wrong, because, and it's it's bringing something up in me because I always recognize in my belief system, I'm like, there is no wrong. There is no wrong. You know, there just is choosing. Just choose. Just go. Just listen to your intuition. But what I'm seeing in myself right now is if I'm looking at it through the lens of wrong, I'm seeing where I've been creating from ego or where I've been afraid to fully take off my jacket and step into my heart. And um, so that's where I'm kind of taking that and like recognizing where is my heart resonance in what I'm sharing in the world and what I'm, who I'm being and where is my mind resonance in that's mm. kind of the quote wrong. Like that's where it's like, I'm scared to fully say my name is Emily Hazel. I'm scared to tell my parents I'm dating a bisexual man. I'm scared to like, you know, do all these things that are actually really in my heart, but I'm afraid to like get it out in the world. And it feels like right now that that fear of this is who I really am and this is who I want to share in the world. There's like, there's been a wall and now it's dissolving and we're just being asked to be in our hearts and mm. being asked to, 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 to quote, go the right way, which is just what feels fully resonant. I like love that word. It's an energy thing. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Yeah. The, the word wrong has a harsh corner, doesn't it? Uh, and yeah. you're right. There's no wrong choices. Like you cannot fuck this up. You're going to get right. what you need no matter what. <laughs> you're going to be on your yeah. deathbed <laughs> with whatever lessons or wisdom or realizations or insights that you need, even if it's the last 10 seconds of this of this human life yeah so you can't fuck it up but there is that tendency you know to to always want to get it right as well and I've realized yeah. that I've been so afraid of failure mm-hmm. that I've avoided that risk of willing to be wrong yes and I see now how willing I am to fuck it up mm. <laughs> I'm like let's go yeah. let's make yeah. some wrong choices and see how it feels and right. how, do I, how do I speak to myself then? How do I talk to myself and treat myself then when I've fucked it up, when yeah. I've chosen, quote, wrong? Because yeah. that's yeah. where the work comes in. You know, it's all well and good for me to walk through the world and things are effortless because I'm not actually choosing things that are going to trigger me, expand me, ask me to step up. You know, I, I've been hiding. Yes. How, how am I showing up when things do feel anything but easy? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I just had this, I'm getting so many images and it's cool to just recognize that. That's just a, that's part of my channel that's opening. And the image is, it's the reveal. And it's almost as if all of us have been behind this curtain and all of a sudden the curtain is opening and some are out and like speaking super loudly right away and they're like finally yes and right away going for it some are going for it and then taking a step back and some are recognizing okay i'm about to jump into this pool but i'm just kind of seeing what's happening so i'm curious who is the emily that is you know we we have the big reveal the curtains are open it's emily hazel she's on the spotlight we're all listening what does she have to say and what is she about Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes me feel so good as well. Well, <laughs> I was just telling Cass before we hit record, I've just been at a three-day mastermind called Self in Byron Bay and it had three different incredible speakers. One, Haley Carr, who's focused on NLP. One, Angel Phoenix, who I didn't even know how to describe her. Check her out on Instagram. She'll blow <laughs> your fucking mind. Um, and the other is Erica Kramer and her brand is called the queen of confidence. And the first day Erica was speaking and she got each of us to step on stage one by one 
and talk about our alter shego, which mm. is really the truest part of ourselves. But we kind of need to have it as an alter ego before it's integrated as our full self because it doesn't feel so safe just yet to be wow. all of it. Yes. So, for example, Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. That's who she steps out on stage at. But as, but as we really see it, we're like, that's Beyonce. But she thinks it's Sasha right. Fierce. Right. You know? Oh, I love so that. She could be Sasha Fierce across all, you know, media, speaking, showing up with her kids. But she keeps it as an alter shego. So we were up there declaring who that was. And Erica told me, you look really good on stage. And I was like, oh my God, what? Have to the Queen's Confidence just told me I look good on stage. And so across the weekend, I was just like, man, I just want to sing. I just want to dance. I just want to be naked. I just want to be speaking. I just want to have all eyes on me. And in my work in the virtual world, because I have traveled for so long, most of my work with women is through the screen, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether it's group facilitating, where it's my virtual cacao ceremonies it's online and i'm realizing now that that's no longer freedom that's a barricade for me being mm. seen so emily hazel is here to be visible mm. and that feels really good and terrifying like not terrifying but you know when your body's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes and it's kind of a turn on <laughs> it's like totally <laughs> Let Woo! me surprise myself. Let me show up yeah. in this new way just for the fun of it and see what the response is out of curiosity. Not for mm. the response, but it's a fun byproduct to be like, how are people going to see me in this new way? Mm. And so yesterday, Hayley Carr, the other speaker, she starts every day with singing Feeling Good by Nina Simone before she starts her event by herself. And then if you want to join in, you can. And she's like, I've done this so many times now that it's not scary. But at the beginning, I hated singing and being seen. Yeah. So yesterday I thought, well, I'm in self-isolation, so I don't have a crowd. <laughs> but I have Instagram and nobody's heard me sing. So I hit record and I sung Feeling Good. And I had some of my best friends that have known me for years message me, be like, how do I not know that you had a voice? And just that was like, oh, it's yes. safe, it's safe yeah. to unclog the constipation of my belly to my throat and actually mm. be heard and be yes. visible. Yes. And I think it's in those little ways that we can all be, create trust to be seen and heard. Yes. Minute. It doesn't have to be like, okay, go book me a TED talk. Yeah. But how can you speak up to the stranger and ask if they want help, even though you've thought it in your mind, but then you're like, oh, no, it's yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. We yeah. all have these opportunities every single day. It's mm. just practice, right? To grow that muscle of, of yeah. trusting that you'll be okay in being seen. Mm. I think for yeah. a pretty oh. big one, right? So powerful. And, and I'm recognizing the time between the heart whisper and the action, it has to happen now. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we move into the mind. And so that whisper of I'm going to sing and the record now we are, we are given the present moment literally so deeply right now. We're all in our own little cocoons. Yet within these cocoons, we're opening our wings as butterflies right now. And I just learned recently that caterpillars eat 300 times their body weight. They're just consuming and consuming and consuming. And then when they transform into a butterfly, they're actually out there sharing. And I feel like as a collective, we've been cocooning. We've been caterpillaring. We've been taking in so much wisdom and doing so much work. 
and we're ready to open our voices and your story is our story. I feel the exact same. I just actually recorded and posted my first song. Like I just wrote a song like (laughs) right before we got on. Like, like, and it's like so dumb. It's like, I jumped out of my car and went for a walk and like, I'm on my ukulele, but like, (laughs) it feels so good. Yes. So yeah, I just, I feel the metamorphosis and the transformation in your story and how much that is the exact same story for every single person at this table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a choice. That's still a choice, right? Yeah. Because there are still a lot of, as much as I'm not consuming that kind of content, I, I know on a visceral level that there is still a shit ton of victimhood going on around this. There is yeah. a shit ton of fear and not to discredit that that's very valid, but we are yeah. definitely being handed an opportunity to pause and and just reflect on how we may have all collectively manifested this. Yes. Yes. I was thinking back even just to January. January was a bit of a constriction for a lot of us, I feel. I don't know if anyone else resonates, but I I said to my partner, whispering, hoping the universe wouldn't hear, <laughs> that I wished I got sick for a week so I could stay at home and no one would expect anything from me because I just needed a week. I needed a week to breathe and be. And all I wanted to do was sit in my room with my journal and in ceremony and with cacao and just plug in. And as soon as, as soon as all of this started happening, I thought, Oh shit, I, I co-created this. And then I'm thinking how many people walk around going, Oh, I can't wait for my holiday. Oh, I fucking hate work. I need a break. I don't want to go back there tomorrow. How have we all, co-created this collective experience and take some responsibility for that not in a negative way but as a powerful way to own your capacity to create worlds right like isn't that incredible information if we're to create something that you know uh is quote unquote like not ideal i'm not even going to say negative i don't think it's negative at all but loaded with less than a deal. Yeah. 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 (laughs) If we're we're that powerful, then we're also that powerful to create good and move the world in to magnitudes. We can move mountains. So that feels really exciting. And those that are not waking up to that ownership will get left behind. I know that for sure because things are coming to line and happening really quickly now. Yeah. And I love that you bring it back to the choice because I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, I feel like the part that I've played in the collective is that I also have been hiding. I haven't been, I've been waiting for permission to like fucking get on stages and start doing my voice and interviewing people that I'm scared to fucking interview on this podcast. And I've been hiding. And yesterday I was driving around being like, yep, I did this. I had a, I co-created this reality. And what happens when you go from victim consciousness to this ownership consciousness is you actually move into a new frequency within your body and new activation. And I believe so much of what is shifting right now is believing in this intangible energy. It's believing in emanation of frequencies and our essence, literally carrying healing codes, healing energy or not, and carrying trust frequencies or not. And our world has been so in the tangible and needing proof and needing things. And the world that is, soft and filled with grace and tenderness and love and trust is it's intangible and it's felt in the heart and it's just 
Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Even when I talk about it, my body's like talk slower and softer and it's just, it's more beautiful and it's more present. Mm. Yeah. We, we were saying this the other day too. Like if you were to describe Wi-Fi to someone that had not come into contact with Wi-Fi, even in this present day, we're not talking like hundreds of years ago, present day person doesn't know what Wi-Fi is. And you tell them that there's invisible rays that hold information that bounce between pieces of technology without a cord attaching them to anything. Mm. You'd be like, that's magic. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or electricity. Nobody can, like, you can't see electricity still to this day. So many of us don't understand how electricity right. works, but we believe in it because we turn a fucking light on and it goes, eh. so what this is where the willingness to be wrong about everything comes in right Mm. that ego that we've been attached to is like well i trust my brain or i'm an intellectual or i'm a logical rational person those are things that we hold really uh with respect i guess in our society Mm -hmm. like oh yeah he's he's a logical rational person he takes things into account or he needs all the information like we respect those qualities within the western world and we're so disconnected from having any belief in any unseen forces in a, in a healthy way, I believe. So, yeah, this is such an opportunity to be like those unseen forces that are orchestrating things where we all, even if you are only just leaning in now, like we all have memories or experiences of, well, that was a coincidence or that was a synchronicity or how did that happen or this miracle. Like we all have those. Every time someone shares a story about that, it's like, it's not just me. Right. It's not just them. Like we all have that experience. And so are you just going to ride that off as a fluke or are you really going to be like, there is something else here that as a child I knew innately. And as soon as I got into the school system, it was beaten out of me to close down this visionary aspect of myself. Yep to only focus on the 3D because that's what's tangible and that's what's real and I can touch yep. it and smell it and see it so it's not scary. Yep. Yep. And coming back into that. Yeah. And it's funny, I think, I think too, when you're talking about, you know, the logical, I'm picturing like a business man or woman who, you know, has immediate respect from other people because, oh, they drive a fancy car and they, they look good in their suit and wow, they must have it going on. And it, it brings me back to coming back to our sacred why you know, our sacred why of why we're doing every little thing that we're doing. And, and even beyond that, who we're being as we're doing it, like this becomes so sacred to us. And I know that this time has held up a mirror to me of why, and also why not, you know, like, and those two questions kind of just bouncing back and forth in my, in my current reality, even when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why? And then, Mm. I'm like gonna go get my ukulele and I'm like yeah why the fuck not like this is the time let's do this let's rock this <laughs> in terms of expressing yourself mm-hmm. or even your choices yeah mm, that's a great that's so quick that's yeah like a really quick drop in to tune into oh so good yeah words are really powerful like our language mm-hmm. is so powerful and to quote, <laughs> to quote Angel Phoenix from the weekend again, I'm just fresh out of it. I've had zero moments yeah. to myself to integrate yet because I came home from the event, had a healing with a friend, 
that we hadn't spoken for, I don't know, eight months or something and then went to bed and then figured out what flight I was going to go down. So this is all just coming out now, but yeah. Angel Phoenix has a very big emphasis on language and she talked about whole, our idea of whole, right? That we're all chasing, uh, especially as women, I feel. Mm -hmm. And that wholeness comes from our connection to our holes. And she points at her pussy and she points at her mouth. Oh my God. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, there's something there. Like if, if as women, we're not connected to our mouth hole and we're not speaking or expressing or singing or we're not using our words, wow. like that is such a powerful portal for us to communicate the heart of us, right? And if it gets stuck here, we're not whole and vice versa. If we're not yeah. connected to our wombs, if we're not feeling rooted into the feminine or even trusting the feminine, then we cannot experience wholeness. And so the power of like, I'm really like my ears are pricked up yes. now for the way that we use words. And it's more of a fun experiment instead of like a reason to catch myself out. I'm like, Oh, yeah. why did I just say that? Or what, why did I use that word? Or what word might be more suitable? And even researching so this this name hazel has been in my consciousness ever since i was a kid and i don't know why i always that was my name like in imaginary games as a kid i was like call me hazel call me hazel and, um, <laughs> and i've never looked it up and i i even spoke about it with my partner and i was like i think that just must be my daughter's name like can do you like it you know can we show yeah. us that for when we have a kid yeah and and uh i looked it up yesterday and the meanings and the folklore and the oh, all of these beautiful stories and poems around Hazel, just my cells were like, this is me. It's talking about divination and magic and um, mm. like energetic auras around the hazelnut tree and waking up and all of these things where I'm just like, oh, this is the person I'm growing into now. Wow. So look at your words, listen to what you're saying. How are you blocking yourself off at the mouth <laughs> and not speaking yeah. truth because of fear, because that's withholding the wholeness that we all want to feel. Mm. It might be a hard conversation that you know you need to have that as soon as I said that, someone come to mind. It mm. might be a song you need to sing. It might be a stage you need to speak on. It might be holding your very first Instagram live because you've never been captured on camera. We're all at different places and that's okay. As you said, we're all on the same table learning these things, mm. but this feels really, really important for me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm done. I'm done with, with women shutting up. Yes. Yeah. That. That's not, yes. that's yes. not carrying on past my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No. So I love that. I thank you. And I, and I feel your words and I feel your presence and I love the space between your words. And I feel like that's so symbolic for what is happening in our collective. And it's, it's like, even when I walk from the bathroom to the kitchen, like that's the space between my words. That's the space between my actions and how important that space between really is. And who am I embodying when I'm walking there? What type of mantras am I saying in my mind? And what am I, what am I bringing in each footstep as I move from each thing? And we are 
singing a new song as a collective, we are coming together with so many beautiful voices that we haven't heard. And every time someone sings at the table and opens up, we can feel it in our beings because we are so deeply connected. And your story is everyone's story. And so I'm curious if where you are right now and as far as creation, are you feeling, I know every day it's so different, but uh, yeah, what are you feeling as far as what you are shifting to create in this world and if this is something that's really come through yet mm -hmm. for you? Yeah, really strong visions and dreams the last mm, two months. Well, maybe even since my birthday last year, to be honest, uh, has red dust has always been like my lifeblood, even as a kid. And I'd never seen it with my eyes. I'd never had my feet in it. And I just want to be on land that feels sacred to me in beautiful spaces with lots of women rewilding, coming back to their true nature remembering their remembrance right and this is the beautiful thing is as a facilitator of that space not much has to happen from me because yeah. you're empowering and liberating others to liberate themselves it's not like i'm the teacher you're the student that that hierarchy is also disintegrating with social media with the education system kind of crumbling because of all of this the hierarchy is dying and so it's, it's really dangerous now to put someone else on a pedestal. Like, oh, they know more than me because you know something more than them in another topic, right? And I think this kind of speaks to the fear of um, a wasp just came into my room. I don't even know how, but it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> this speaks to that fear of there's not enough room for me at the table. If mm. I, like, who am I to sing if there's already 10,000 singers that are way better than me and I'll never be that good? Or who am I as a facilitator? This is my own fear speaking. Who am I as a facilitator to host events or retreats when there's already 10,000 that I know doing the same thing, but they're not, they're not doing the same thing. And imagine if like there is room, there is 7 billion people on this planet. There is such an abundance of space to share with others. And so for me, I just want to be under the stars and on red mm. dirt with women and drums and sweating and dancing. And I think really, 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 truly that will be the most healing and revealing thing mm. for us as women is to reconnect to nature, to Pachamama, to, to honoring those ebbs and cycles and um, yeah, the power in that because mm. this masculine paradigm that is really being stretched and stressed right now is no longer serving us, right? That's why we're all freaking out buying yeah. shelves worth of toilet paper. Yes. Like, yep. There is a system that is not working and it has served and we're grateful. And this is our time. This is exactly, this is our time in the cocoon to be like, thank you. That was great. That was great. That was great. <laughs> thank you for this bit. That was awesome. Yep. Thanks for this. What's new? What's next? Uh, yeah. And so that yeah. for me means coming out from behind the screen. I actually, I, I had a retreat three weeks ago and uh, the lesson through that two day journey was that I was the frequency keeper of pleasurable mm. alchemy. Damn. That change can feel good and sensual and fun and playful. That 
the work doesn't need to be so dense and hard and gritty. It can actually be moved mm. through like really through our sensory faculties with joy, right? It's just sensation when we, when we drop the story from it. And after that journey, <laughs> like a few days after I was flying back to New Zealand and I left my laptop on a bus and I don't really do dumb shit like that. So it <laughs> ruined me. My ego was like, how could you, what are, you're so organized. How did this happen? That was so stupid. I was like hysterically crying. I was flying out in three hours. So I had to just surrender it. My, my laptop, which is my gym, my FaceTime with all of my friends and community. Cause I don't really have one in New Zealand. It's my work as a website designer and as a coach, it's my creativity. It's everything is my, is my laptop. Mm. And that was the pain. I wasn't, sad about losing the piece of technology itself I can buy another one there's more where that came from but the pain of realizing that I had built my whole life around this screen and I was going back to a country where I didn't have any of that external because I hadn't created it without it was dense that shit was that was a heavy realization yeah Yeah. But such beautiful timing, even before this self-isolation stretch of like, yeah. it's a both end, you know? Yes. So yes. yes. It's so funny. It's so funny. And that's, that's the answer, the and. I love that. That is it. And, and. <laughs> and me and Cass are having this conversation um, across the Pacific, but right. I also am going to make it a priority to be with her in real space this year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I, I was just, you know, all of, all of this, this time and this container has really brought me back again to like, what is my soul? What are my soul gifts of highest alignment of highest excitement? And, um, obviously one of my main things is in-person work and similar to you, like holding retreats and I don't even like the word retreat. I'm literally shifting my vocabulary so much. It's Mm -hmm. just like holding sacred space and holding a container for hearts to come forward. And yet right now we can't, right? We're in this quarantine and this self isolation. And so it's almost as if the carrot is dangling in front of us and we're like, I can't wait for that, but I'm present here for this and recognizing that this self-quarantine time is going on in a time and space when our technology has never been more evolved. We've never had more ability to connect in the virtual world. And so what a gift that is right now and what a gift it will be to put it to the side. And so we can go run wild and naked and free Mm -hmm. and just like feel our bodies and hug each other and just be connected under the stars with mother earth grounded into the earth. Yeah, this is an opportunity to be in appreciation of all of those things that we aren't doing and how important it is to be doing it. And yeah. with, the, with the vocab change, I, I do call retreats on my website experiential adventures. Love that. <laughs> right? <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as, um, I'm considering right now, I guess we're in one big collective experiential adventure. Yes. You know, like, we don't know. But I will say that every day has felt like 10 days and it feels amazing. Like, and I, I have nowhere to go, no, nothing to do, just me to be and my creative channel in this present moment. And I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not kind of, I actually am really like ecstatic about this period of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super yeah. turned on by it. And I realize, and I want to, 
I want to, um, I want to speak that that's not possible for everybody and yes. that that is such a privilege. Yes. However, within that privilege, I think it's also important to then not bring on shame and guilt about that privilege because yeah. shame and guilt are not helpful for anything. Right. right. So within this privilege and being acknowledging, that was the word I was looking for, acknowledging this privilege, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit around and watch 13 hours of Netflix every day? Or are you going to write a song with your ukulele and <laughs> share it? Are you going to be recording podcasts? Are you going to be researching, reading books, self-reflecting? Like yeah. there is no right or wrong, obviously. It do what's right for you. But with that privilege comes responsibility. And so what are you choosing? Mm. Instead of yeah. sitting around feeling bad about it or participating in conversations or discussions that aren't serving you yeah. and just want to make your ego right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really crucial time yeah. for pivoting where Amen. we have been going. Yes. And I love the themes that it comes back to again, choosing, like we actually have a choice here and not choosing is, is choosing. It's still a choice. Yes. Yeah. Inaction is still an action. It's a yeah. very powerful action. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if, if you're sitting back with your hands up being like, I'm not a part of this, I'm not taking an action. I'm not leaning into the discussion or I'm not participating or I'm not posting. You are still taking an action by, by tapping out. Exactly. Yes. And we need you. We want you like your channel is different than every other channel. We want to hear what your little seed of life has to share with all of us because yeah. yeah and there is yeah. space. There yeah. is space at the moment. I think it's crucial to be really discerning about what content you're consuming. Yes. And so I also feel like, this container of time is uh, an, an initiation to that discernment because discernment isn't something that a lot of us practice unless we're really like, okay, discernment, mm -hmm. I need to figure that out. Yeah. Um, because what that. are we letting into those filters? Like, what are we scrolling for? And just, I sat next to this girl on the plane the other day <laughs> and because I don't use social media this way, I think that everybody does, you know, in yeah. my own yeah. bubble. I'm just like, Oh, I don't, I follow 10 people. I don't sit there and scroll for three hours. And she was like, pew, 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 pew. Not even, like, not even reading captions. And I was horrified. I'm like, oh my God, this girl is just yeah. like not even understanding what her subconscious is picking up on because she just is so mindlessly scrolling, right? And when you're mindless on your phone, you're actually in a hypnotic trance-like state. So you are way more receptive than if you were in beta wave, like really aware and alert so it's very very crucial right now that we get super discerning about what content is coming in what conversations with people are we letting in and where can we set boundaries like where can we start to create really quality boundaries around mm. our energy and our attention yeah it's funny um i had a conversation recently with one of my um if someone knocking on your door <laughs> something just happened <laughs> Must just be me in this Hello. world. What the hell? Consciousness police. What's going yeah. on? Um, but I, we had a conversation about you know I just like the, the idea of we need to quote protect our energy and um, yeah I was like I if I don't if I go out with this mindset that I don't need to protect myself and I feel like if I put the word I need to protect myself out there mm -hmm. then I'm actually inviting in an energy to mm -hmm. protect from. And what I appreciated that my friend said was, he said, just like, 
all of us, like their energy does need to be guided, right? So what I hear in your share around like boundaries around that and kind of the intention of what we're allowing ourselves to receive, like we do need to guide our own energy throughout the day and using that languaging instead of protecting. Because, you know, if I'm like, I need to protect myself from social media, it's like, I put yes. my guards up, my nervous system. I was like, all right, we're going to war, baby. Let's do this. Yes. Instead of like, okay, I'm going to guide my energy into whatever. And also the energies around me. How can I, how can I guide the energies around me that some are in fear, some are soaking up the news, some are totally laissez-faire about it. Some are, life isn't shifting as much for them. They're just working from home. How do I uh, also navigate and find my own resonance in my body and my GPS system in this and like tune into my channel and my source versus other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the word, and I need a better word for this, so maybe you have one, but boundaries are essentially like energy manipulation almost. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a little loaded. So I'm trying to yes. think of another one of like being the the puppeteer of, of what you let in, what you let out rather than, yeah, that protection mentality. Cause I agree with you. If you're going out with, I need to be protected. It's in the same way where like I've traveled with people that are really hyper vigilant about being sick. Like we've traveled mm-hmm. through Southeast Asia or like, yeah. you know, don't eat the street food. Don't do this. Don't do that. They're the ones that get sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? They're the ones that attract <laughs> that stuff because they're constantly thinking about it. And, um, and I think that actually, also happens in this health space of being hyper vigilant about like oh, I'm gluten free or I need to get my kale in today. It's like you're the ones that have the bloating and the consistent fatigue and like all of this shit still. Like I don't actually have one reference point for someone in the health industry that is thriving. Yeah, I, I don't. And yeah. so um, that's, that's interesting to me, right? Of like yeah. yeah. Hmm. Whereas I have other people in my life that I've been able to share intimate space with and they're the kind of people that you know can eat anything and they stay the same size or you know can drink 10 beers and the next day be going out for a run and they feel great or whatever and that's driven by play and fun rather than anything negative but yeah I I'm so fascinated about about that like where are we directing our energy to because yeah I feel particularly sensitive to it right now as well, that the people in my life that are full of fear, I'm just like, Oh girl, you better tighten that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. While having compassion. Right. And yes. Yeah. And that's the dance and the, and that's the the alchemy of it. And yeah. And because I, I believe fear wants to live in the body. So I really appreciate when people are actually speaking their fear and getting it out and talk about the holes and wholeness and like sharing mm-hmm. that, but also recognizing that I don't need to invite that in. Like, shh, 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 shh. no, yes, I yeah. honor you. Transmute it. It's Transmute. not yours to hold. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. I woke up the first night I landed in Australia. It was like, I felt that energetic shift. New Zealand. I didn't feel it at all. I was like coronavirus. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. The first night in Oz, I woke up at 4am just my whole body paralyzed in a panic Mm, yeah and my awareness was this isn't mine but I'm feeling it and so it's my responsibility not to be like just go back to sleep just (laughs) open your phone just do something else and distract no what is this energy what does it need to be doing through me so that I can be a part of this process of okay like let's move it and so I did a bit of breathing I like felt it rise up into my chest I felt it constrict my throat and soon enough it, it kind of 
dissipated because I turned toward. But I'd love to ask you, Cass, actually, I have a question. Yeah. In terms of, because feeling the feels and emotional intimacy is kind of my jam with how I work with clients, but more so in the way of uh, getting comfortable with emotions that we do distance ourselves from or numb mm-hmm. ourselves from. So for you, how do you practice or cultivate compassion? Because I feel like that's the opposite end of the scale. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting. The, the word compassion actually means to, to be with someone else's suffering. And so I almost imagine uh, someone having a little picnic party and they're sitting at their the picnic blanket and they're sitting there. And I think an old version of me would have compassion and just say, okay, I'm just going to let that person sit there. But for me now, compassion is going in and sitting and actually holding similar to what you're saying your your superpower is of like being the frequency keeper of holding space for that person and that person's process and also recognizing you know the divine intolerance that I know Peter Kelly like I love her languaging around that the divine intolerance that I have for continuing the conversation until a certain point and you know I've been navigating this with different people in my life around um, you know their fear or opinions of what is going on and how it's shifting their life and so how can I literally sit at this picnic table with them, picnic blanket, and, and not only sit and be there and hold space, but also come and understand the perspective from their lens and jump into their shoes. And, you know, I, I think about our world right now and how there's, what, nine billion people on this planet. There's nine billion different oh, realities really? we're all Shit. living. Yeah. So, so, so how do I, you know, recognize that not only is there the current reality of what's going on, but everyone is coming with a different background, a different lens. Right. And so some of the people that I'm afraid of, they're afraid to sit still. Like they're, they're so afraid to just like chill the fuck out because they haven't been in touch with their feelings. And so they're afraid of feeling anxious. They're afraid to feel angry. They're afraid to feel sad. And all these things will come up when you slow down and sit on your bed for five minutes. So how can I have compassion and understanding that they're, misdirection of believing in this is coming from that space right so it's almost like seeing beyond the human and seeing into the story of where they're coming from and if I don't know it asking you know like what's deeper than this and and being in conversation with them and and having compassion from that lens Mm, love that thank you yeah I just I think this is a big trans trans transmission of compassion as well I mean in the beginning you saw so many different opinions you saw it spreading differently in countries you saw it going quicker in some places and catching on later in other places and so um no one is wrong here everyone is having their their own personal journey with this and you know we can have our own visceral truths and our resonant for what we know is true for us and what this time is bringing us and how do we also have compassion and recognize that again, we are sitting at this table and what someone else is saying is valid in their world. So why can't we just fucking hear it? And mm-hmm. I don't have to belong to that story or that truth, but I can acknowledge it. And I think, you know, you, you brought up that word earlier. So much of this time right now is people wanting to be acknowledged for how they're feeling. And if you think of two people in sacred conflict, the only way forward is I don't need to agree with you, but I just need to acknowledge. Yeah. I acknowledge that you're feeling sad. I acknowledge that you're feeling X, Y, and Z. Um, I think someone's at my door. now. 
<laughs> I love um, that like it actually wasn't anyone, but there was a knocking. I know, like so, that's what's going on here too. <laughs> yeah, so the acknowledgement so that it's no longer about, you know, did you hear me? It's okay, you heard me. And now we can move to a higher level of consciousness. Like yes. almost like that triangle where in the past it would be like compromise on the bottom. And now we're like, yo, let's fucking go up and hang out in this tree house. You know, that's <laughs> hands down one of the best things I've ever received from you is that triangle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Helps yeah. me every time when there is conflict or like opposing views. It's yeah. Like, fuck compromise and sacrifice. I don't have a great relationship with those words. I got love yeah. baggage. But how can we rise together to a, <laughs> yeah. to a new solution that serves us both and is creative yeah. and carving a new way? Yeah, yeah, mm. totally. And it's, it's interesting as well. I think so much of this time is about us being able to tune into um, our intuitions, right? So if I'm having a conversation with someone who has a completely different opinion, you can feel when they're just blocking your your view and and your standpoint and so okay I'm not supposed to be a teacher right now I'm just supposed to listen and like that is us being in compassion with each other mm-hmm. mm. bring up everything that. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. every single oh. thing so okay in this time are you doing cacao ceremonies are you doing what what how can the people connect with you mm. I actually I had a feeling last night that I should do so typically my free cacao ceremonies via zoom. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world are held on the full moon of every month, but the full moon was the ninth. But I think during this two week period of being home, I will host a, um, a, a, a one. So all of that info is at spiritedseeker.com. You can stay updated there. And honestly, it's just personal time mm-hmm. to be um yeah I think there is a piece of grief probably in some of the timelines that had to be lost through making this transition but at the moment it doesn't feel that way it just feels like I'm here and that's great um I think it's interesting that I'm home because I haven't been home in a year and I only come home once a year so it's (laughs) interesting that I'm back at the roots and there's probably some things that I need to tend to here and yeah kicking it with some clients my program becoming starts this week so that is awesome. all hitting up tomorrow i'm just i'm just riding the wave yeah amazing <laughs> yeah and you can connect with uh emily on instagram at spirited seeker and yeah i just want to open this up as a big conversation so reach out to her reach out to me we can connect um and just yeah we're all at the same table so let's just keep chatting and Thank you, Emily, for your just, you're just such grounded elevation. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're very grounded and you just bring such flight and vision and heart to all that you share. So thanks for dancing and jamming today. Thank you. I'll always be dancing with you, Cass. Yes. So much love. And thanks to all listening. We'll be back for another episode. Who knows when, but we're flowing with the present moment. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> 